Awesome. Good morning, everyone. I am just thrilled to get to be with you this morning. We have got a message that is the final. It's the bookend of our verse by verse study through the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 24. And if you're like, man, this is my first time here, I have no idea what's going on. You actually came on a good Sunday, because it'll be kind of a summary, book and Sunday message, kind of like the cliff note of this series, which I think is super, super important. It's called Supernatural. It's where we've been in Ephesians 6. And what we're saying is that God provides extraordinary strength for everyday battles. And one question we've been asking you is, why do you think we're all so tired sometimes? Again, besides a, a morning like this that makes you want to sleep in. Why are we so tired? Why are we sometimes so discouraged? And what we're telling you is that the why is because we are in a spiritual warfare that we cannot see with the naked eye. A metaphysical warfare that's happening. And that's not just our opinion. Paul's Paul, Jesus' uh, co-worker, was very clear. We're in a spiritual warfare like the one Mrs. Matthews articulated through uh, in uh, the case of Elijah. Let me ask a question to introduce the final piece of this series. Here's the question. If your whole life were to be summed up in one word, what word would that be? If your whole life were to be summed up in one word, what word would that be? Now, if you came with someone that you know, turn to them and answer the question. If your whole life were to be summed up in one word, one word, what word would that be? Just tell them. Would it be a, just tell them what it would be. Is it a positive word? Is it a negative word? Today, we're going to talk about a one-word descriptor that everyone should want. Before we get there, I want to ask this question, a second question. What are some company names that say everything about them. A company name in one word that says everything about them. Anybody? Netflix. Netflix. Yep. BMW. NBA. Cadillac. Google. IBM. McDonald's. Amazon, Facebook, in and out Adventure, FedEx. Hey, we're up this morning. We've had coffee. Good job. So here are some companies you're familiar with. Supercuts, right? And I heard somebody say Netflix. In one word, you understand it's online movies. And then there's In-N-Out Burger, which means you get a burger. You should have a burger once you get in line in under five minutes, okay? Five minutes. And then you've heard of this company, right? Grace Company, you've ever heard of them? That's our company. That's the company of Christ followers. We should be described as people who operate by grace. That's, that's our company name. And to, and to 
This morning, we're going to be talking about the last piece of your spiritual armor. It's supernatural grace. <laughs> Going with the grace of God. You might wonder, okay, grace, help me with grace. Okay, but here's a couple ways to help understand grace. Grace is like the sign, the lost dog sign or missing dog sign. Maybe you've seen in the Thomas lost dog. Small yellow dog scarred with mange. Small yellow dog scarred with mange. Two ears gone from fighting. <laughs> Tail cut off and blind in one eye. Answers to the name Lucky. <laughs> this is how you understand the grace of God. Max Lucado describes grace this way. Grace is God's best idea. His decision to ravage a people by love, to rescue passionately, and to restore justly. What rivals it? Of all his wondrous works, grace, in my estimation, is the magnum opus. So why master grace? Because receiving grace from God and practicing grace with other people is what makes Christians irresistible. It's what will give you that irresistible character and nature. It gives Christians peace and joy and patience. It helps take away anxiety and empowers Christians to face their fears. Moreover, it can help you when you fall down up to seven times, get back up again. It's grace that gives you the grit to not quit. And so the question we want to ask this morning is, how do we go with the supernatural grace of God? How do you go with that? How do you practically experience the supernatural grace of God? And the way we're going to help understand it this morning is we're going to dive in with one of our favorite DC superheroes. Because supernatural grace can be understood better if we look at the biography of a couple DC superheroes. And uniquely, these superheroes that I'm going to share throughout the majority of this message... They do not have supernatural powers. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Batman. We're talking, and he's a good example, because he does not have supernatural power. So are you ready to dive in and discover how we personally can go with the grace of God Face our fears, face our anxieties, experience peace and joy, and live the life that we were called to, the adventure we were called to. Are you ready? Here it is. Here's the text. When I get to the red, if you join me, it'll help it resonate in your head. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it with me. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Does that describe you? 
Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. This is language written to first century believers. We are looking at the final words of Paul in this section. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 24 is the, are the, includes the final words of Paul's instructions on how we fight spiritual battles. Paul has told us to put on the full armor of God, which I will circle back to towards the end of the message. Put on the full armor of God. And then he encouraged us immediately to make prayer a consistent rhythm in our lives. That prayer should be a constant practice in our lives. And then he said, and you pray together in unity. You stay together. You pursue unity. And now he ends by saying, go with the grace of God. What is the real world practical action we can take to stand in our battle? It's this. It's praying in unity with the grace of God. With the grace of God. Now this is really, these, this is the Paul's favorite way to end his letters. Is with this reference to grace. Here's six of them. From Romans chapter 16. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. And from Galatians, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters, amen. This is how he ends all of his pastoral epistles. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, 1 Thessalonians, to the, to the church at Thessalonica, which is still, they still have an airport there, I was checking recently. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Again, to the church of Thessalonica. To Philemon, his friend. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And then finally, to the church at Philippi. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Why did Paul highlight grace over and over again? Why such an emphasis? Let me suggest this. If there's one idea, both for the seeker, that is someone who's exploring the resurrected Christ's teachings. If there's one idea, both for the seeker and the serious follower, they both should be striving to understand this idea of grace. For the serious follower, the better we get, at following Jesus. The, the, the increased character development we have. You could even say this. The holier or more upright we get. The easier it is for us to forget. That we have only what we have by the grace of God. And so it's easy to think. Wow. Look at what's, what God has given me. Aren't I something special? No, no, no. By grace alone. And for those that are exploring Christianity, you want to be at a place where you're like interested in this, this power that works in us. That the early church experienced throughout its community. So here's the question. How do we go with the supernatural grace of God? That's the question I'll be answering. Well, let's begin with Bruce Wayne. This is Bruce Wayne. He's done. This is from the film Dark Knight Rises. He's done. Bruce is, is 
probably in his mid-40s. He's ready to retire. He's enjoying seclusion, like most guys, in, in their little house, but he's in the Bruce Wayne mansion. He's got his man cave, and it's a cave. <laughs> he's lost his wits. He, he uses a cane because he's in rehab from the previous movie. Again, he's not a superhero, and he's ready to retire. He doesn't want to have to do with anything that has to help that has to do with helping others. And then there's Selena Kyle. She is a skilled thief. She looks innocent. She's not. She's a skilled thief that is only interested in herself. Both of these characters are set on this set are like us in real life. They need transformation. They need help. They need grace. They need to experience grace that transforms. And that's where we begin. The way we go with the grace of God is we first acknowledge that the grace of God saves. Listen to how Paul has defined the grace of God and, and the fact that it is the agent of God's love to the church at Ephesus. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you've been saved. You remember that moment when our Heavenly Father sent the Spirit of His Son, Jesus, and touched your heart? I remember it. I had no idea what was happening, but I experienced Jesus for the first time. Those were back in my... Led Zeppelin, ACDC days. And all of a sudden, someone started talking to Jesus to me. And I thought, dude, you are weird. And they kept sharing about Jesus' love. And it opened my heart. And I, I, was, I went from being lost and totally self-absorbed to wanting to know everything I could about what it meant to, to know Jesus. Paul continues. He says, for it is by grace you've been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, even though it's not in red, let's say it. So that no one can boast. Grace saves. Grace saves. And, and Paul also said, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. By the way, all still sin and fall short of the glory of God. We still sin and fall short of the glory of God. We still sin this morning and fell short of the glory of God, right? Tim Keller, author of a book you ought to read if you, if you, if you like really thinking deeply, Reason for God, said this. The gospel is this. We are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe. Yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. While we were dead in our sins, Jesus came to us and he raised us up spiritually. The key here is this. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ saves you. It's a worthy prayer. May the Lord, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ save my friend. Save my friend from what? Save my friend from personal lostness on earth. 
save my friend from not becoming who God intended them to be because they don't know their creator. Save them from themselves and the self-destructive lifestyles that we so easily live. Save them from eternal separation from our Heavenly Father and utter darkness. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ saves you. Without, without the covering of grace offered through Jesus on the cross, man is eternally separated from God and will spend eternity in, in shrieking pain in hell. And so the grace of God is essential to allow it to save us. It's not of our own works. It's, it's because of His love He saves us. If you've never made that decision to accept God's love shown for you, when he gave the one and only most precious gift he had, his one and only son, to live a life like the life you live, where he was tempted in every way, and yet without sin, and then suffered a, suffered a substitutionary death on a cross to cover you from all your sins so you could have a fellowship with him and his father. If you've never done that, you'll have a chance to today. Why not today? Well, the idea that Christ saves us is beyond mortal comprehension. Like, like the scientific law of gravity, that maybe you don't understand all the, all, the, all the physics behind, but you believe it. Or like some of the molecular, molecular structures that come from the periodic table that are just deep and difficult to understand. The infinity of molecular structures that can be that can be multiplied through the periodic table. You don't understand them all. You only know how to pronounce the word periodic table. But you believe them. In the same way, we believe that grace saves us. Even if we cannot fathom it. It's a spiritual truth, even if we cannot understand it. And what's it based on? It's based on an extraordinary event that our faith is built on. You know, our faith is not built on the Bible. Our faith is not built on what our parents teach us. Our faith is not built on, on fable. Our faith is built on the extraordinary event of the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ and the testimony of eyewitnesses that saw him and their accumulated documents in the first century that are divinely inspired as they witness his resurrection and give us the teachings of Jesus. The grace of God saves us. Well, every, every person that's saved still needs a teacher. And Bruce Wayne ends up in a pit. The pit. And he gets to hear from a sage veteran who's been in this pit for a long time. Do you have someone like this in your life? Do you have someone that's got 10, 20, 30 years on you that you listen to? This guy speaks wisdom into Bruce Wayne's life. And what we, what we know is that in the same way that he spoke wisdom into Bruce Wayne's life, the spirit of grace teaches us. He teaches us. He's a constant teacher. The Holy Spirit is described as a teacher, as a counselor that will constantly counsel us. Here it is. Let's read it together. 
For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Let's stop there. There's a no, and then there's a yes. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. So the spirit of grace teaches us to say no to some stuff like the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. And Jesus said what would keep us from maturing in our faith would be the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth. So he says, be, say no to that stuff, but to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. To live lives that are lives that are free from addiction. Lives that are free from putting ourselves first. In fact, it's, it's lives that I think are best summarized by the law that Jesus wants us to live by. The primary law Jesus wants us to live by. Put, love your neighbor as yourself. Put the person next to you in front of you. That is what helps us live the godly, upright, and self-controlled lives. It'll, it'll help you answer every question. Well, am I putting this person in front of me? Am I considering others as more important than myself? If you'll do that, you'll be living the life that he wants you to live. And he continues, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Here's something kind of heady. But it is a great commentary on comparing the Christian message with all the other messages of other faiths. Here it is. Don't miss this. In fact, if you're interested in this subject, world religions, it's worth taking a picture of this. Here it is. Here's how religion works. If I obey, then God will love and accept me. Here's how the gospel, God's grace works. I am loved and accepted, therefore I wish to obey. That's totally upside down. Yet that's what grace is. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ teaches you. And let me just say personally, the grace of the Lord teaches me sometimes in moments when I'm listening to the scriptures or when I'm listening to my, my mentors, my, my friends, my wife, my family, my kids. God speaks through your kids, parents. Scary as that may sound. He speaks to us. Sometimes it's super pleasant, but sometimes it's not so pleasant. Sometimes I have to hear things I don't want to hear. Right? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, it teaches us. What's he, how's he, what's he teaching? What's he teaching? Through your quiet time, you ever ask, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? What do you have to say to me? What are you teaching? Maintain a humility that always wants to be taught. Maintain a heart that is a lifelong learner. Be very teachable. It's critical for your development in every area. Be teachable. Be a listener. If you have that nature to just like say, no, I'm not listening to this. Do not talk to me. I don't want to hear you. Reject that. Just get over that and be a listener. Be a teacher. Be humble. Well, Bruce Wayne was humble. He's in a pit and he was willing to listen to someone that could help him get out of the pit here is what some believe to be one of the best DC video clips of all time. Right here, right now, at adventure. Are you ready for Batman? How can you move faster than possible? Fight longer than possible without the most powerful impulse of the experience? 
the fear of death. I did fear death. I fear dying in here. All my city burns. There's no one there to save it. Then make the climb. What's the point? Here it is. Grace can help you do what 
without him, you cannot be yourself. Grace empowers. Check this out. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to, to serve others. Let me pause. You've all been given spiritual gifts, unique gifts that were given to you when you became a Christian that sometimes work best in your own weakness because God gets all the glory. Let's read it. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You're not only a steward of property and finances, you are a steward of the Holy Spirit who has given you gifts. Expand your stewardship to include the gifts he's given you. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. I just want to pause here and say, we have folks here at Adventure. The reason we're open and growing is because we have folks who are strengthened by God's grace. It's amazing. Our volunteers are amazing here. Amazing. So that all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. The grace of God empowers us to serve. Grace gives us far more than just a ticket to heaven. This, this is important. Grace gives us talent, discernment, and the strength to use those talents. Here's the key. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ strengthens you to serve. Mrs. Matthews, the worship leader that was up here, if you're visiting, is my wife of 31 years this May 29. She started teaching in Intercom High School about 15 years ago, went in to work with the freshman class, which is usually the toughest. She had a student in there that was, she believed, personally trying to intimidate her. And to the point of heart palpitations. So she went to see a doctor. And the doctor said, you're fine. And she endured that freshman year with that student. We see that student frequently. And again, she believed he was intentionally trying to intimidate. We see that student frequently at weddings or at uh, parties that we're invited to. And that student comes up to Mrs. Matthews and says, I was your favorite student, wasn't I? <laughs> I was your favorite, wasn't I? And his buddy and him compete argue over it. And, and the reason he felt like she, he was her favorite is she told me, I did everything I could to love him and care for him and be tender and, and, and love him while he was trying to intimidate me. Here's the point. The grace of God empowers us to serve. It strengthens us to serve and do what we do way beyond we, what we can imagine. Lastly, when Batman... When it appears that Batman is dead, he gives his friends some coordinates. This is someone that was on the police department. He gives his friends some coordinates to go caving that lead him to the Batcave. This friend's name, his nickname is Robin. And Robin gets full access to Batman's cave. We're talking all the gadgets, all the data, all the vehicles. Bruce Wayne's estate, it is good living. And let me tell you something about grace. It also gives you access. Here it is. Grace grants access. You have access. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Jesus was not only 
rabbi. He was not only king, he was high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. But we have one who has been tempted in every way. That's our Jesus. Just as we are yet without sin. Let us then approach, say it with me, God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Ooh. You know what this means? It means that that holy of holies that those Hebrews had in their tabernacle, we have access to every day, all day long. The holy place. We have access. We do not have to wait for heaven to feel God's nearness. Right now, we can have access to it. One of my friends told me a story about one of his friends. Pastor Sean Hennessy and his wife often go to Ireland to help start churches. And very recently, Sean wasn't able to go, but his wife went to Ireland to help work with the new churches there in Belfast. And while she was in Belfast, she's at a pub in Ireland. And what my friends say is there's lots of pubs in Ireland. That's just what you do. She's at a pub in Ireland, and she sees, you'll never guess who it was, one of the most... She calls her husband, Sean, Sean, you will never guess who is in this pub with me right now. And he's like, Bono, right? You guys all know who Bono is, right? Bono. No, it's not Bono. Who is it? Connor McGregor. <laughs> Connor McGregor is in the pub. So Sean tells his wife, hey, you... You take our credit card to the table server and you tell him or her, we're buying Connor's lunch. <laughs> so they give a credit card to the table server who goes over to Connor McGregor's table and they wait a few minutes later. Connor McGregor comes to her <laughs> and he says, you know he's a really nice guy if you're not in the ring with him. He said, or he doesn't like you. He says, Ma'am, thank you so much. This is so sweet. Thank you so much for offering to buy my lunch. But here's the problem. I own the pub and restaurant. <laughs> it's all mine. Here's what I want you to know as it relates to your battle. Your God owns the restaurant. You have access to every job opportunity. Access, it's not a promise. You have access to every opportunity for development. Access to every tool to help you fight and win the battles God's placed before you. Your God owns the restaurant. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ will give you mercy and grace in your time of need. You've got to go to him and say, give me mercy here. Give me strength. Speak to me. Again, we've been in this series, Supernatural, that critical discipline for you is prayer. Making prayer a priority, and I know I've said it a hundred times here, but I'm going to say it again. Why not give the best 15 minutes of every one of your days to Jesus? Alone, with his heavenly Father who sees in secret and will reward you in secret. And, and give him praise and thanks. Listen to some scripture. And listen to some music. So how do we go with the grace of God? Here it is. The grace of God, it saves us. It teaches us. It empowers us. It empowers us. And it grants us access. 
going to ask the worship team if they would come forward. As we end this series, folks, as, as I, as, as, as much as I am here right now, we've only looked at 14 verses in particular. 14 verses in six weeks. How's that? How do we divide that? Is that like 2.25 a day, a Sunday? What we've tried to tell you is that there is extraordinary strength for everyday battles that you're facing. And we've ended by saying there's grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with undying love. I want you to imagine yourself now fully equipped. The Lord Jesus wants each and every day that you live for you to know. You have been given a belt of truth, which is that which all of your armor fastens onto. It's a commitment personally to the truth. All the time, not the lies that the devil will try to launch your direction. Or you'll be tempted yourself to say, truth, the belt of truth. That you personally will be equipped each and every day with the breastplate of righteousness. A righteousness that not only saves you, but protects you. What we're talking about is moral character. The moral character that the Christ gives us legally, but the moral character that is necessary for us to live ungodly, excuse me, godly, I hope you're listening, godly and upright lives. Hey, let me just say it without being political. Does this Me Too movement not just challenge Christians to say, hey, I don't want to just meet the standard. I want to be above the standard, above reproach. I don't ever want to be accused of anything. Right? And it doesn't matter if you've done anything. What matters is if you're accused. Are you with me? Just say you are, even if you aren't. May we have that breastplate that protects us. May we have our feet, our cleats on, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel peace so we can go forward with peace. May we have our head straight. The right head, may we understand, we have the helmet of salvation that reminds us that we're God's child, that reminds us that we're saved, that we've been given His grace, we got our head straight. There's no fear that's going to over, overwhelm us. May we have that shield of faith, that big hunking shield that we use with other legionnaires. We're not alone, like Bruce Wayne in his mansion. We're with others, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. May we have that sword and use it. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. May we set aside time each day to get the Word into our head. And then, may we pray, pray, pray all the time. How many of you are like, prayer is the most important thing I do every day? It's it. It's how you win. It is how you win. And may we do it together. May we stay in unity as a church, as churches in the tones. May we stay in unity. And then, may we go forward by grace. By grace. And if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling discouraged, know this about grace. Jesus said, in your weakness, in your weakness, You are perfected by grace. 
God's grace is made perfect in your weakness. May you stand and be strong as you fight your battles. You're fully equipped. You got this. Can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, thank you for equipping us with your armor. Thank you for reminding us of the need for us to pray constantly. Help us not be naive or arrogant about the ill requirement of us having to do that. Heavenly Father, help us do it together. Do life together. Not just with this church, but with the other churches. And Heavenly Father, help us go forward by grace. When we're facing a pit, when we're facing a mountain, when we're facing an opportunity that scares us to death, help us say, like Paul said, may the grace of the Lord Jesus go with me.